Welcome to Project Give Back Connects, an extension of Project Give Back in the classrooms, dedicated to inspiring young students to become empathetic, understanding, and community-minded leaders. Project Give Back Connects offers a dose of inspiration and thoughts for discussion. Each live episode is taped and shared with classroom teachers and their students. Sit back, get cozy, let's get connected. Hi everybody and welcome to Project Give Back Connects. It is so great to see you today. I'm so excited about this show. Have you ever met somebody for the first time and it just clicked? You just knew right away that, wow, this person is amazing. Has that ever happened to you? Well, Tonight, you're going to meet a whole family that this happens to. You know, I first met our first speaker and right away I clicked with her and then I met her family and it was like, aha, uh -huh, now I know where she gets it. And then I met her extended family and it was, oh my gosh, they are all so kind. They are all so generous. They are also loving and they love each other so much. You know, it's that old apple tree thing that apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Well, in this case, that's a really good thing because as children, we watch, we learn, and very often we become. I know I have, and I'm actually very happy to have become uh, the people that my parents are. And this family, that happens too. And I'm so excited for you to meet them. First, you're going to meet our shining star, who is that first person that I met in this family. We met her 15 years ago when she called and said, hi, Ellen, my name's Allie. I'd really love to come and hang out with Jakey. I'm doing a project in school and I'd love to come on a Sunday and maybe do six Sundays. Well, that hour on Sunday turned into the six Sundays, turned into years of Sundays. And Allie became our very close friend and her whole family became our very close friends. So Allie could not be here tonight, but we did tape her. And I want you all to meet Allie Goodbaum. Thank you so much, Ellen. And thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be part of this evening. Um, so as Ellen mentioned, I met Jakey when I was just 12 years old. And I think I had always realized that I felt my best when I was helping others. But I think that that was really solidified when I met Jakey. And I decided that I would spend eight sessions with Jakey, which as Ellen said, turned into more than five years of Sundays that I spent with him. And I had never met anyone like Jakey before. Um, Jakey has special needs and I didn't know how I would engage with him. But throughout that time and seeing um, how his family was able to uh, make him smile and um, you know, learning all the little things that Jakey loved, like music and reading, we were able to build a really special relationship. And I realized how much I loved to be around him and to be around people of all abilities. 
And it really inspired me to continue working with individuals with special needs. So throughout high school and university, I continued to follow that passion of helping others and helping others of all different abilities. Um, I worked with different organizations that brought children together um, to do different activities. And in university, I worked with adults living in assisted living um, houses. And it was really important for me to just help others and helping others made me feel good. Um, so I knew that through my experiences with Jakey and through these other programs that, you know, people always say, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew that I wanted to be in a helping profession where I could work directly with people. Um, but it was six years ago when my dad was actually diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And it was a devastating diagnosis and my life sort of turned upside down, but it was the first time that I got to see firsthand um, the healthcare system. And we were thrown in uh, and we got to meet lots of incredible people and incredible doctors who cared for my dad and supported my family. And through that experience, things really clicked. And I thought, how could I not do this for other people? And how could I not have that same impact on others. And um, so within, you know, a year and a half of that, I decided that I wanted to pursue medicine and I wrote the MCAT test. I applied, I interviewed. And then in September, I started at the University of Ottawa pursuing my, yeah, pursuing my medical school. And so I think that through my experiences as a, as a young person with Jacob and, you know, giving back and learning about different people, um, it really led me into my career in medicine. And so that's where I am now. I'm a resident. The reason I can't be here live tonight is because I'll be uh, up all night delivering babies at North York General Hospital. But um, every day in my career is so rewarding. I get to help care for people who are sick and support family members. I get to help keep people healthy through preventative health. Um, and then, you know, right now bringing life into the world uh, on the labor and delivery unit. So I think the important lessons that I've learned through all my experiences. So one is just following your passion. So, you know, when something makes you happy, when something fuels you, um, follow that and continue to do those things. Um, you know, it can lead you to a really rewarding career. And for me, that was becoming a doctor. And then also what you do early in life matters. So as a 12 year old, you know, I didn't think that those decisions and those experiences would, you know, make a difference. Um, but it's never too early to help others. It's never too early to volunteer. And the values that you learn and take from the people around you and those experiences, they stick with you and they shape you. Um, and so that's my journey. And thank you so much, Ellen, for having me here tonight. Right. She unbelievable. Oh. Anyway, uh, remember at the beginning, I was talking about that person who you meet and you just click with right away. Well, Allie was one of them. And her uncle, Michael, is another. Michael Callis is a superstar human. He is 
he has come to every single Project Give Back Connects. He hasn't missed one. He comes to every single jam. He is a philanthropist. He is a leader in our community. And he happens to be one of my, my favorite people who I get to introduce you to tonight. And he's all part of this amazing family. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, Owen. I feel so privileged to be here. Uh, not an easy position following Allie Goodbaum uh, on any stage. We're so hyper proud of her. She's such an incredible person, as you can see. Um, I don't want to speak for a long time, but I do want to say a few things. The first thing is, is that uh, in our family, we have a number of guiding lights. Uh, my parents, Lisa and Harvey Callis, Uncle Albert, uh, my late Uncle Bernard, they have taught us the importance of philanthropy, of giving back, of empathy, and of taking care of those less fortunate as a responsibility. And the, the message is been picked up by my siblings, myself, my kids, my nieces and nephews. And it's something that we take with us everywhere we go. So I just wanted to say I'm so privileged to be a part of anything that you do. Uh, our whole family uh, are super fans of anything, Ellen. So I also wanted to say, uh, Lindsay, I admire the work that you do. It's fantastic. Hallie, thank you for being here the daughter of one of my best friends in the world, Lauren Burnett, and I'm a massive fan of Howie, as everybody knows. Uh, I wanted to say Ashley, uh, I see up there, you know, Ashley's uh, the next gen who just, if you want something done to perfection, you assign Ashley to it and it just gets done. She's just got such a huge heart, such a beautiful person inside and out. And finally, uh, my Uncle Albert, uh, my uncle and I are very close. Uh, we lived 15 houses from one another my whole childhood. And he took care of me. I went to his house after school. He took me places to his factory all over the city. We spent tons of time together. To give you an idea of what type of person he is, on April 27th, 1967, uh, my uncle Albert landed in Israel and arrived at his hotel and he was given a telegram that his younger sister, my mom, Elise, had given birth to me. And my name is Michael Samuel, named after uh, Albert's father, who was killed in the Holocaust. Albert didn't check into the hotel, but went back to the airport and flew home to be with my mom and myself. And often when we're together, I'll say, you know, you could have stayed the 10 days. I wouldn't have known the difference. I was just, no. That's the type of person he is, the type of commitment to family. And the highlight for me was uh, about seven years ago, uh, we were together and he's, we've always talked about going back to Poland uh, together to see the camps and to see where his family grew up. And as soon as he told me he was going as a leader on the March of Living, I signed up and it was one of the most impactful weeks of my life, uh, just seeing where uh, my two uncles, my mother, and my grandparents grew up in their extended family. It was life-changing. I recommend it to anyone on this call. Uh, I would say run, don't walk, and sign up to the Adult March to Living. It's the most important trip you could ever possibly make. 
And that's all I wanted to say, Ellen. I want to give uh, most of the airtime to those who deserve it, Ashley and uh, Albert, and I'll pass. Thanks, Cal. I'm going to put you on your spot on the spot for a second, Cal. And I know you're good at it, so I'm going to ask you, what advice do you have for young people today um, in elementary ages? What, what advice could you give them? Uh, I think uh, today kids have challenges that we never even heard of or couldn't even conceive about. But I would say the big thing is when you're down, help others. That's the best way to lift yourself up is to help other people up. And that'll make the biggest difference in your life. And you'll notice, and Uncle Albert always says this, the good that he does in the community, he does because of how great it makes him feel. And the secondary benefit is helping the community. And so when, when you're down, help someone else, help someone else up and it'll bring you up. Wow. That's great. Great advice. See, told you. Isn't he awesome? Thanks, Michael. So I want to introduce you to Uncle Albert and Ashley. But before I do, I, I have to tell you the story about Uncle Albert. So as many of you know, we had a charity called Jacob's Ladder. And we used to do events for Jacob's Ladder every year. And for years, we did one called Jake's Gigantic Give. So we used to take a big empty space and we would fill it to the rafters with toys, toys from um, Mastermind Toys, Spin Master Toys, the, the Canadian group. And we created this amazing pop-up store. This is before pop-up stores actually existed, um, except... You couldn't, you couldn't buy anything at this store. Families would come in and they would, they would walk around and they would make baskets of gifts for young children in need. And on the exit, they would be giving these gifts to the charities that were there. So it was thousands of gifts for thousands of kids. And we did this for many years. Well, Uncle Albert, owned this mat, this amazing, beautiful store. It was massive and it was unoccupied. And he was, it was for rent. He was trying to find somebody to take this space. And, he, you know, Corinne introduced me to Uncle Albert and he said, Ellen, take the space. I'm like, take the space? Can't I rent the space? He goes, no, 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 please take the space. And he gave us this store, this beautiful store for a month, a month. So we could set it up every single day. And often I would see Uncle Albert and say, thank you, thank you so much. And what Cal said, he said, no, Ellen, thank you because you're allowing me to give. You know, this is from a man who was bullied more than any of us could even imagine to be bullied because as Michael said, he went through the atrocities of the Holocaust and yet he is the kindest, most giving person I know. So Uncle Albert, please explain to us how and why and Ashley, giving is the foundation of your being. You represent me like an impossible human being. I'm only a human being. What I went through in my life made me the way I am. 
it's first of all I come a, from a family which they brought us up in a certain way. They brought up in a certain way that giving is a privilege. If you're blessed and you have and you don't give, it's a sin. But giving has certain ways. If you give for rewards, it's not a gift. You have to give from your heart and don't expect any return. Because if you do it for a purpose, it's not a gift, it's a selfish act. My ancestors, my grandfather in Yom Kippur night, he came to bless us. I can't remember every word, but with every grandchild, when you put his hand on my head, tears came out from his eyes. But I remember only two things. Remember one thing, my child. Make sure you leave your children a good name. And may God bless you, you should always be on the giving side. That's what I remember. I try to live by it. And I do it my fullest gift. I try my best. I had something which my children don't even know. When I lived in Paris for a few years, I didn't have much money. So when I needed to go to a restaurant and stay there taking, and there was a lot at the subway or something, I didn't because I needed the money to eat. So what happened, there was a guy asking for, I always give, and this guy, I don't know what happened. I didn't give him, it bothered me for 40 years. It bothered me in such a point that I met a person who is a very nice person, a very big philanthropist. And he told me, I told him the story. I said, how do I get rid of this? He says, you know what? That's what made you the way you are. <laughs> and now, no matter what, you can't refuse. I don't want to say anything. What I do, it's not important. It's not what you do, it's how you do it. I have a certain, and my dashboard some money. And I give money and some people always complain, you don't need to give and you're gonna do this. One day I'm a shepherd in Allen Expressway and I stop and there's a young woman asking for a gift. Most of the people, they don't understand. I give her a set of five dollars and she ran away. I couldn't understand why. The next day, not the next day, a month or so later, she was, the same woman was there. I give her five dollars and she told me two words. You're feeding me again. It remind me what it meant. And I had tears in my eyes to realize that there's people still in our days, a handout. People don't understand what a handout is. Giving is not the most important thing. The feeling of the person, they lose their dignity to hand out. 
in the humiliation they get from people who don't want to give. The beauty I'm having in giving is unbelievable. The satisfaction is more than anything you can believe. The only satisfaction I can get, the same similarly, is from my family. Michael, every, everyone in my family is like my own children. To be blessed and have a family like I have is makes me live forever. That's so beautiful, Uncle Albert, so that you could just feel the gratitude come, come through. Is, it's the way you brought up. I went through a lot, but I learned how to live a happy life. I had nightmares that I thought that it's gonna kill me. And I talked to myself, you can't live that way. You have a family, you have children, you gotta get out of this. And constantly talked to myself. And one day I had the nightmare and it carried me out till now. And since then, I became back a human being and the happiest that possibly can imagine. Okay, let's, go, let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. I want to be able to get to everything. That was leading me to the next question. And, and thank you for leading it so well. Because when you've been through what, what you have been through, uh, how can you be so forgiving? Most of us hold on to things and you are just so forgiving. Please explain that to us. Forgiving is a selfish act. Why? I learned if you don't forgive, who suffers? You are the one who suffers, not the people who did you wrong. So the most important thing you got to learn yourself, it's not easy, that forgiving is the best medicine. Because it makes you a different person. You forgive and it makes you not hate. Hate is the destruction of the person who hates, not the other. So anyone who can possibly master not to hate, it, I master the greatest thing. And I am definitely say I don't hate anybody, no matter what somebody does me, like a computer, you have to erase. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> that is what great advice oh my gosh can you imagine that if the whole world didn't hate and just everyone loved I what a world that would be let's move on to the next one <laughs> so the last question is what advice do you have to our youth today you have so much to teach us and if you could just leave us with a few sentences, what, what can we learn from you? What advice do you have for us? Be thankful for what you got and don't hate. Mm -hmm. And make sure that you're not selfish. Make sure that there's a world in the front of you. When you go through and you don't have a piece of bread and you go out and begging, you lose your dignity and you can imagine what it is when you get refused. 
that's the great, the worst thing that could possibly happen. I'll tell you a little small story which you're not asking. I was <laughs> in the Holocaust with my cousin. And we were hiding and he said to me, I have a dream. I said, what is the dream? To sit on a table and have a bread and cut slices until I can't eat anymore. I don't mind dying after this. That's what makes a person to understand what your dream is, where other people has the same dream. And if you give something to a person and help him in any way whatsoever, it doesn't mean money-wise with advice, but if you can give them so they can start on their own and don't need anything to ask, make, a, make him a human being. But it's very hard to explain what it is the most important thing that I have to say to anyone, hate is a destruction. Forget what people did to you. Because if you live in the past, you have no future. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you for that. Ashley, will you quickly tell us what you two are doing in schools? Because it's so amazing. So, well, unfortunately, right now, it's sort of on pause because of COVID. I mean, some people in the program are going um, to different schools through Zoom, but we haven't done that, the two of us. But we're part of a project um, called Carrying Testimony. And what we've done is we've filmed um, a collection of short, uh, of short videos. So there's approximately like 60, I would say, and we've um, compiled them into a, a presentation of that I do. So I present to, I would say between like grade six to eight primarily, but I've done it um, for older groups as well, not really younger groups because it's not really appropriate. But um, so we, I go through my grandfather's story and um, in my presentation, the the little clips are Im embedded into the presentation. So it's nice because I sort of explain pieces of his life and then a video comes up of him talking about it. So it's really personal. And then at the end, I he comes out and we do a question and answer period, which is really special for the children. And they all like really respond so well to it and appreciate him coming. And it's, it's been like really rewarding for both of us. And it's been really, really special. So we're hoping to get back into the schools as soon as we can. Um, we both have been like so blown away by the response that we've received. And to be honest, at the beginning, we really didn't know what it was going to be like. And, and we've gone to a few different public schools where there have been like very few Jewish children. Some have barely heard about the Holocaust. And by the end, they're like asking my Zadie to like give him a, them hugs and kisses and one one small child came and like went ran into her lunchbox and grabbed him like a small treat from their lunchbox and gave it to him and it was it's just like the most meaningful experience for the two of us and it's been really really special so yeah it's been really wonderful 
Wow. It's just what a, what a dynamic duo. I hope you get back in those classrooms so soon. What a treat. What a treat for this. Thank you. Thank you, Uncle Albert. Thank you for having, having us. us. Thank you. Yeah. So, as many of you know, we have uh, something every Sunday called Jake Sunday Jam. And so many talented people come out and they come out every Sunday. And Pally comes out all the time. She, oh my gosh, she's so talented. Check out Hallie Burnett on Instagram and check out her iTunes and oh, she's amazing. So she's here with us tonight to sing one of her originals. Welcome, Hallie. Thank you so much, Ellen. Um, hi, everybody. Um, both of our speakers tonight were so beautiful. I love all the messages and everything that was said tonight. I think the part that really stuck out to me was, you know, like the themes surrounding family um, and, and how you treat others and how, you know, you know, kindness is so important and giving and empathy and compassion and all those type of things. But playing to the family theme, I wanted to play a song that I wrote called Pretend, um, basically about, you know, I I'm going to university soon. So I personally wrote it about, you know, growing up is scary, but it it's beautiful and amazing. And you're taking those lessons that you learned as a kid from your family and the people who matter to you and evolving into the person that they would be proud of, I guess. And I really hope you enjoy. Birthdays and ball pits and talent shows, face pain and drawing and missing school cause of the snow. And I know that these things feel dumb to miss. First days and playdates don't come again Carpools and no rules, but be home by ten And our spot in the winter for just three friends Stay. 
Oh, Hallie, that was so beautiful. When are you releasing that one? Um, I've, I haven't even recorded it yet. I just wrote it, but I, hopefully soon. I like this one a lot. <laughs> oh, look at us. We're so lucky we got that even before <laughs> the rest of the world got to hear that. Uh, it was just amazing. Thank you, Hallie. Love you. Mwah. Thank you. All right, everyone. It's time for Kindness Corner with Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, everyone. Um, as always, I'm humbled to be speaking after all these guests, especially um, Mr. Albert Sluin, who's just so inspiring and his beautiful family. What I'm talking about today is about that need for dignity and basic needs of hunger. A lot of the kindness challenges that I've discussed are about the same food bank at St. Michael's All Angels Church at Bathurst in St. Clair. Now they run an out of the cold program, but what happened during COVID is a lot of other neighboring out of the cold programs closed down. So it used to run out of different synagogues, different churches, and they haven't reopened. So that coupled with everything else during this time, St. Michael's has a huge increase in clients. And for their out of the cold program, right now only 50% of their warm meals are sponsored. Last year at this time, 100% of the weekends were taken care of. And right now they're at this dilemma because they have all these people everywhere around them isn't running um, and they need groups of people to step up and sponsor a warm meal. And so that could be preparing the meal or it could be takeout and catering a meal and serving it. And there's volunteers there to help you with all of that. The whole process takes a couple of hours on a Sunday. Um, one thing my team was thinking about is how a lot of people aren't having, you know, holiday Christmas company dinners, and this might be a meaningful activity to do instead. We have all the information at One to Give. Um, on our Instagram, but also you can contact Ellen who can put you in touch with me if you think this is something you or someone you know could help with. And, you know, I'm always inspired by all of you. And as always, kindness is contagious. I really believe that. Wow. Thank you, Lindsay. What an, what an amazing thing to be able to do, to especially with the Christmas holiday season coming up. Wow. Well, that wraps up today, everyone. Oh my gosh, our guests, thank you for being here. Everyone, let's continue to be kind to one another. Let's continue to learn from one another. Let's continue to embrace one another. And everyone, we'll see you soon. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Open your heart today.